Hey, everybody, Sherry again from The Writing Glitch. I am here with Natoya Dove. She's a preschool teacher, and she is here with me on the Emotional Kids Summit, where we're talking about, as we head back to school, how are we managing these outbursts for these kids that are getting put in new situations, and they're not quite sure how to handle the social emotional connections with going back to school or knowing that they're struggling and don't know how to deal with it. But preschool adds a different layer because some kids may be leaving their home for the first time. So welcome to Toya. It's great to have you here on the summit. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do as a preschool teacher, but also I didn't really introduce your business yet, the transformational teacher. Explain that as well. Okay. Yes, I'm going into, I believe, my 16th year of teaching. I've lost count, but I believe it's the 16th year. But it has been a joy. It has had ups and downs, hills and valleys. But one thing that I have realized is how important that social emotional piece is and realizing that when you're doing anything, you can't necessarily do it alone. You need others to step in and help you along the way because we don't know everything. And so I would say in 2015, that was one of the most challenging years I experienced because I was coming up against a lot of challenging behaviors, having students with outbursts and things of that nature, not really knowing what to do. And so that is when I really got big in that social emotional piece of it. And that's also whenever... I got into the avenue of realizing that I needed people, but I also needed to connect my faith with my teaching because I'm a believer. And that is when I realized, okay, we have to connect the two. And that is somewhat how the transformational teacher ended up getting formed after I went through that process. I know there's other teachers out there that are needing some support, a community of teachers that can help them in the practical sense, but also the spiritual sense. Because again, I said the faith and teaching, I believe they connect. So that is when the transformational teacher was birthed to help teachers regain that love for teaching and seeing that it's more than just a job, that it's a part of a ministry. And when we connect it with God, he can help us navigate through those lows that we experience in the classroom because we have him to guide us and to give us that immediate wisdom, but he also places people in our schools to help us. And people in our lives in general. Yes, because that is where it really started. The people that I was with on a weekly basis, I would say, in my church and then one of my best friends, she always told me, you have to talk about this. You have to tell somebody what you're going through. But I felt like as a teacher, I'm responsible for this classroom and I can't reach out for help. But that wasn't helping me or the students. It was making it worse. Mm. So I'm going to ask you to go back there to 2015 and describe some of the things that you were feeling. Because I don't think that's one of the things that we've talked about yet on the summit is what are you feeling as a teacher that is like preventing you 
from being able to help the students. So go back to 2015. Tell us a little bit about how you were feeling with before you realized that you had people to help you. I felt alone. I felt that I wasn't necessarily equipped for it because of the behaviors I was faced with and not having the parents' support at that time. And Mm -hmm. also, I felt like I had support inside the classroom because I did have a co-teacher. But at the same time, my co-teacher was going through um, her own health issues. So she wasn't there consistently. And so some days it was me by myself. Some days it was me with a sub. Some days the sub changed here and there. So it was like, it was so many different people, the kids seen, but also with so many people I had to see. So then I had to teach the sub, but also continue to teach the kids. And I felt like I couldn't teach the kids per se, because I was so focused on the behavior aspect. So I would just say, I really felt alone. I felt like I wasn't effective as a teacher. And it was like, I knew I was called to teach, but it was like at that moment, I didn't feel effective. And it was days where I left out crying, saying I'm not going back in there. But of course, I kept going back each day. But it was hard. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I said, and two, another thing that I realized then, I didn't have good self-regulation skills either. And that is one thing that I have now gained, self-regulation skills. I'm still growing, but I have so much, I'm able to regulate myself so much more now than I was back then. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I felt like I was escalating the situation instead of de-escalating it at times. I know how you feel. Sometimes it's very easy if you lose your own regulation to escalate the situation quickly. Yes. So thank you for going back into that uh, 2015 you, because I really think that there's a lot of teachers, there's a lot of parents, there's a lot of therapists out there that may also be feeling that aloneness. I know for a long time I was feeling alone. And it took a a lot of my own education to help me come over it. It sounds like that was also the case with you. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the things that you learned about yourself to help with the self-regulation? Because I believe that if we really talk a little bit about your adjustment and your transformation, it's going to be helpful to the listeners. There's a few things that I learned. I'll speak on from the natural side, but I also speak from the spiritual side because that played a big role. But one of the things was letting go of pride. That was one thing I realized I had to do. And with that part, it was asking for help, asking people that knew what I needed to know. And so that was one thing I did. So we actually, we had this outside organizations, a nonprofit organization where I'm located at, and they help with kids from birth to preschool age. And so they can come in and they can observe you, but they're also observing the student and everything too. But the thing with this is you have to, of course, get the parents permission. Yes, permission. You have to get their permission and everything. So it took a while to get the permission. Because again, the parents weren't on board at first, but once I got the permission, they came in and they were able to 
tell me things about myself that I couldn't see directly. Mm-hmm. And that is when I really realized, okay, you have to work on yourself too. And so that is whenever one technique that they gave to me, and it was something simple, it was posting emojis around the classroom. And she was like, it's for the kids, but this is really for you. But the kids are going to think it's for them. And it was some of the emojis were one where they're breathing in and out, one where it had one, two, three written on the top of it. And anytime I felt myself to get into that level, I would look up at it. And that was one thing that would help me to regulate myself, also knowing when to call for help. Because like I said, sometimes I was by myself. Sometimes I had a sub. So the sub really didn't know to the extent of what to do really. So that's when I started reaching out to my principal more. And that's when I started also to the pre-K department. So people started coming in to help me. And then I also read, I think it's Dr. Bailey, Conscious Discipline. So that helped me a lot. And then also like the spiritual side was speaking with my pastor and first lady because my first lady, she's also a teacher. And so she helped me a great deal because, again, she gave me both sides of it and just letting me know that before you go in there, you have to set the tone of your day. So you have to make sure you are praying, you are filling yourself up with God's promises. So when you walk inside that classroom, a challenge come up against you, just like in life. We face challenges, but we, when we face challenges in life, we, the way we handle them, let's handle it the same way in the classroom. And so that's when I realized, okay, God, he can help me here too, but I have to make sure I'm filling myself up so then I can pour more into my students and I can respond more according to God's word than the way naturally I want to respond. So really just shifting my perspective on the matter. So you probably also had a shift in your morning routine. Yes, because that is when I did on the way to work. That was some things that I did shift. Then I had to retrain my thinking. And that was one renewing my mind. And I had to renew my mind with the word, but also renewing just thinking more positive too. And so that was whenever I would tell myself, no, I can do this. I am equipped for this. And that is when I realized, no, I've been called to do this. And sometimes when you're called to do something, you're going to hit challenges. So seeing that just because I hit a challenge, that doesn't mean I'm not effective. That means I hit a challenge. Now you have to find the strategy to help you get through that strategy. And that is when I realized the strategy was bringing in, bringing out the best, the company, and then also incorporating God into my classroom, but not saying his name because I'm not allowed to do that, but I can still connect my faith with my teaching because it's who I am. And then that's also when I brought in like affirmations for my students and these affirmations were for them, but they were also for me. So I'm just pausing here a moment for the listeners, changing the morning routine, including affirmations in your routine, including Bible study, If you are not a Christian, it would be Old Testament study. It would be Buddhist study, Hindu study, whatever that study is that you need to refresh yourself and get yourself centered into the word uh, that you believe. And by doing that 
and centering yourself and giving you time to be focused, you're going to translate calmness to your students. And that calmness is going to manifest itself in a calmer classroom. Yes. Have you ever read Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning? I have started it several times, but I've never finished it. <laughs> okay, then. He he uses the word savor to mm-hmm. uh, go through his routine. I don't remember what the, the savor stands for exactly, but because he changed his morning routine, he was able to come out of a lot of medical issues. And I see that not just with teachers, I see that across many disciplines where by changing your morning routine, it changes the entire outlook of your day. I'm dwelling on that a little bit because I want teachers, I want therapists to really think what is it that they're doing in the morning before they ever leave for school in the morning? Are you taking the time for yourself or are you getting up rushing through getting ready to go, get in the car and off to work you go. And oh, by the way, I got to stop in the line at Dunkin' Donuts to get that uh, coffee because if not, I'm not going to have any semblance of sanity because I've been fresh rushing. I commend you, Toya, for taking that moment and doing that. When you made that shift, how much earlier in the morning were you waking up? Now, my goal... <laughs> was to at least have 30 minutes to an hour more. Every day, it didn't always hit that hour, but it was at least earlier because some days I was still doing what you said, rushing out the house and everything. But even on those days when I was rushing out the house, once I realized that, okay, I had to shift some things, even on the drive to work, I was then able to incorporate things there. So if I didn't get to pray before I left the house, if I didn't get to say my confessions or declaration before I left the house, didn't get to worship God before I left, I could do it in the car. So I learned to do things wherever I am. And then even when I got to work, like I said, if I didn't time at home when I got to work, I was still setting the atmosphere in my classroom also before the kids came in. Mm -hmm. And then, too, another thing, one thing I realized, too, is on those mornings where you don't, even 10 minutes is better than no minutes. Spending time making sure, okay, I'm at least got myself together before these kids come in. Because imagine you take no time to do it. But if you take 10 minutes, that 10 minutes can make a world of a difference for you and your kids that you teach. Yes. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. 10 minutes to center your day is going to make it so much different than if you're rushing through it. Yes. So as we're headed back to school, we'll be talking a lot about morning routine. We're talking about a lot of the things that you've changed. What have you seen happen in the classroom with your shift and your transformation with the kids? Do you have a specific student in mind that you saw a huge shift in their behavior by the way that you approach them? And do you have what strategies were you using with the kids directly? I would say yes, especially I can even speak on this past year. I had one student where 
I realized early on that some things were happening with her and she would get very upset, either be crying, falling out the chair, just not following the expectations that were set for the classroom and everything. But one thing I noticed with her is that one, when she's having a moment, teaching her, I had to teach her to breathe in and breathe out. And she adapted to it so fast. But that was, again, because I had to pay close attention to her and see, okay, what does this child need? And then once I did the breathing in and breathing out the first time and I realized how good she did with it, I said, okay, we're going to use this from now on. We're going to help you. And sometimes it took a little longer than it did others, but all we had to do was breathe in and breathe out and just give her a moment instead of telling her, okay, I need you to go sit down. No, you have to walk over there to her, help her go and sit down after you have did the breathing in and breathing out with her. And another thing I noticed was one day she was in the bathroom. She was refusing to come out. And at first I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. And at this moment, it was like I was getting there. But then I had to remember, no, you breathe in and out yourself. And I said a prayer in my mind, not out loud. And then I heard God say, go get your phone, show her a picture. And I showed her a picture of lunch because that's what we were doing next. So it was a real meal that was on the internet. And she automatically, she had a smile on her face. She said, I want to go to lunch. And so then we went to lunch and then we started doing other things. And I started noticing, okay, let me do this picture thing more. And so I started showing her pictures more, but I also said, let me do a social story. But I was doing the typical social stories that you find on TPT, Teachers Pay Teachers, or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And I was doing them with her consistently, and they were not working. So then that's when I remember she loves pictures. Now, when I thought about doing that, I was like, okay, that's going to take too long. But then I said, okay, do you want it to continue to go the route it's going, or do you want to really help this child grow? And so if you want to help her grow, you're going to have to do what it takes. And so I started the social story. I started creating it. And then once I started creating and started using it with her, I seen her growth. Like she started, because she was having sometimes trouble with cleaning up. So I started showing her, like in the story I had, the teacher, Miss Dove, she will flip the sand timer. And so I had a picture of our actual sand timer in the classroom. Once mm-hmm. that is flipped, then she's going to give you, she's going to play the music. She's going to say this. And then I put the child's name. I'm going to say Bobby. Bobby is going to clean up. And then Bobby is going to go put their Jeep up. So it really took her step by step. And mm-hmm. that, like I said, made a world of a difference. And it was like over time because some pictures I thought I had, but I didn't. So I would be taking pictures of her throughout the day, like even throwing her food away, because that was one thing that even leaving from the cafeteria, she would refuse to throw her food away. So I started putting her picture in my phone, like in the because the phone case I have, it's one where you can slide stuff in it. So I had the picture of her throwing her stuff away in there. And I faithfully had that picture. And if I didn't, I have an album on my phone, just pictures of her. And I would pull it out and say, this is what we're doing. And she would do it. Now, sometimes you had the culture, but it was better with the pictures than without the pictures. Hmm. And then two, me, again, being able to regulate myself, because it was one instance where I escalated the situation and I realized it. And after that, I said, oh my goodness. And then I took her to the side because she was crying and everything, but I took her to the side and 
we did the breathing in and breathing out. And I was able, and within five minutes, she calmed down and I talked to her about the situation. And she was like, okay, I will. And how old is she? She is now five. So she was four at the time. So all the kids that you see with pre-K, they're all four to five. Yes, because most of the time they come in at the age of four and they're turning five before they leave most of the time. She was a younger four at that time. Okay. So I'm going to share a little OT thing with you with the breathe in, breathe out for that, that you can use for this coming year. So audience, I'm going to try and explain this as I'm doing it. But if you get the companion course, you'll be able to see on the video what I am doing. So instead of just breathing in, breathing out, add both hands doing the same thing, like interconnected. So you can put your fingers together. If you get a big square and put it on the wall, they can stand back from the square, put both fingers together. They'll start at the top of the screen. Breathe in as they go across the top. Breathe out as they go down. Breathe in. Breathe out. Or breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. So you can either do it two, the two different ways. So if you're going to try and increase and slow her down, trying to do one breath around the square, But one of the things that with doing your hands connected together, it's a bilateral integration thing where they're, they have to do it together. It's a little different than, let's just think about hand air writing a little bit. You only write with one hand Mm -hmm. and you're getting one side of the brain motor planning to go in it, where if you do it with both hands, you get both sides of the brain working together to make the connections between the creativity and the logic. Okay. Okay. So adding, if you have a square or even where in your bulletin board, you could use that. Hey, let's do some breathing. Let's follow the bulletin board and teach them at the beginning of the school year and incorporate that into your daily routine. It might help all the students as well, but that's a little extra technique that with the hands working together that some teachers aren't aware of that by doing the two hands together, you're getting both sides of the brain to make the neurological connection easier. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the idea here is that we're sharing information, but you're also explaining a little bit about your background. So tell us a little bit about the transformational teacher and and how you're getting out into the world and taking what you learned since 2015 and are applying it as business today. I will say that I do. I have a podcast and it's called the Transformational Teacher Podcast. And that is where I am putting out, like the first one, I put out my story, but also putting out strategies that teachers can use. But a lot of my strategies, they are going to be biblical based for the most part, because it's all about faith, mindset and self-care. So I do hit on the mindset piece because I think as teachers, too, we have our own mindset, but then we have the world's mindset and the world sometimes do not speak fondly of teachers all the time. So I think it's also just about who are we listening to? Who are we around? What teachers are we around? Because 
I love teachers, but all teachers are not positive. Some teachers, because some are stressed. And that is what I want to do is go and help those teachers that are stressed, that has lost that passion, but know they have been called to teach, but just need some help, need that spiritual guidance from God to show them, no, you can do this. It's just some things you're going to have to shift in your mindset, both spiritual and practical, because that's, again, when the faith and teaching connects. And so just helping them understand that part. And then I also have resources. I have a back to school prayer guide that I put out last year that people can get. And I also did, I did it live last year and I'm planning to do it live this year, just where we're praying for the upcoming school year. And also I'm having a workshop that's coming up. It's going to be a three day back to school prep and playing God's way. And with that one is where we're going to talk about the teacher mindset, talking about the vision for our classroom and talking about the biblical principles that you can incorporate in the class. And like I said, again, if you're in a public school setting, I know we can't directly say Jesus, but there are still things that we can do behind the scenes. And there's still things we can do inside the classroom that can help our kids grow. And you'll also talk about the teacher routine and classroom management. So really what I'm doing is I'm just connecting the two together and showing teachers that you know, if God has called you to teach during this season, he can equip you. He will put those people in your life that can help you and letting them know you're not alone. There's a community of people out here that want to support you. And that's where my Facebook group comes in. That It's just where we are a community of like-minded people wanting the same thing, wanting our kids to grow and wanting to have that love for teaching. Because when the love is there, I feel like our teaching is better. When that love aspect forward is there. And again, I know we have the long to do this and I don't even like the long to do this, but it's okay. No, you got to do this list if you want to be effective mm-hmm. at your job. And then knowing too that it's more than a job, it's part of my ministry. And all of those links that you just talked about will be in the companion course. If you haven't heard about the companion course, it is a course where we've had all the resources from all of the experts this month in August come together and provide something to share with you to help you manage that transition from the child with the outburst to that calm that we are all looking for within our children. Whether you're a parent, a therapist, a teacher, there is something in that companion course for you. As a matter of fact, my co-author and I have chosen to give you $1,000 worth of resources. If you purchase between August 1st and August 31st, it's $97. If you wait till after August 31st, it's $197 for that companion course, but it'll be there for the lifetime of me doing this. Reach out and uh, into the show notes and the link will be there. And all of the things that Tatoya had to say will be in that companion course. Tatoya, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Just Thank you all for what you are doing for your students, for your own kids. You are needed and you will see the fruit of your labor. Amen. And remember, you were put here for such a time as this. This has been Sherry Dutter from The Writing Glitch 
on the Emotional Kids Summit. I am again here with Detoya Dove. She is the transformational teacher. Thanks for being here, Detoya. Thank you.